Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron Soul Podcast. Super excited to have some bros on today. We're going to we're gonna talk bro science, I think, about um, nothing. Um, but uh, pretty excited to have some fellas that I've gotten to know over the last few months on. And I have my second repeat customer, and that's my boy Joe. He's on today. Joe, hello. What's up? And then um, a new good, I would call him a good friend because um, he strangles me um, three to four times a week, um, but doesn't all the way kill me. So I, we're pretty close. Um, and that's Ben. Hello. Welcome Lou. to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. How are you fellas doing today? Man, I'm I'm great. You're great? Yeah. Why are you so great? You're uh, pretty smiley. Off day. Off day? Yeah. Okay. I worked I work last night. Worked last night? And got off this morning and so... Home and chilling. Just got done with the dog walk. And did you get any sleep? I wasn't bad. We got okay. up. I think we got up at once at three o'clock in the morning for a, a lady that was real sick. She was she was big sick, big sick. And so we had to like get, turn our brains on, and it's hard to turn your brain off right away after that. And oh, so I bet. we were up for probably about two hours from about three to five ish. And okay. but then I got some more sleep, and so I'm good. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and I got my second or third cup of coffee today. Nice. <laughs> bulletproof nice. Is, is putting me through the day. Oh, yeah. you, you like your bulletproof coffee? Oh, man. I'm all in. All into yeah. coffee and butter and uh, MCT. MCT. It's the MCT oil. The butter is the, from the way I understand it, is the uh, the mechanism to elongate the high mm-hmm. of the caffeine. Mm-hmm. And the MCT oil or the coconut oil or however you want to mm-hmm. put it in your coffee is about making your brain more malleable. Yep. The way... If you know more, maybe, I, but the way I understand it is that like the neurons, what you actually think with are mm-hmm. like essentially eternal. They don't age, mm-hmm. but the muscle that you use to make those neurons work, the brain does age. Okay. And so the MCT oil makes that brain more malleable, keeps it longer living, more longevity in it. And so you can keep thinking. And if you want to think correctly, you use the mm. MCT oil. Yoga for medicine. My my wife does the yoga for medicine. Now, do you do the um where you whip them together so it's creamy, or do you just mix them? Yeah, I whip them like in a ninja. Yeah. You, so you put your coffee, the MCT, so and then the butter. Out. Like I'm like I'm a coffee snob. Like, well, yeah, we could get into that like, a little bit too. So when I lived in New York, I was all about the deli coffee, like mm, black in that blue cup. That's what I want. Yep. And then I lived in Seattle for a short time, and like. When you taste good coffee, you're like, fuck, man. Yeah. That like, world opens up. Why am I wasting yeah. my time on bullshit coffee when there's this right here? And then you just like, then you just don't want to have it anymore. But so it's either straight black, good coffee for me. Okay. Or like, I, I love the, um, Z's has the Moon River. Moon, you ever have that Moon, Moon River? No. no. <laughs> so good. Z's, Z's um, downtown or yeah. Z, is there still a Z's out on East 23rd? The drive up yep. on there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this one downtown is gone now. They they closed from the pandemic. Fuck. But it, it's all the same owners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus but this, Christ. And like I put in, I do my butter. I do my MCT oil. I put in a little bit of fish oil. Oh, nice. And then I like every now and then I'll put in a little like natural local honey just to like be a crazy man. But, <laughs> so, like, so, so I've got my super drink. <laughs> does it take about 20 minutes before you have to? Sit in the toilet for about well, let's ten we're, minutes. We're gonna talk. We're gonna we're talk. Gonna get into this. We're getting into yeah. this. So we were talking this morning at work. We have Folgers, and Folgers makes a poop. It just it it you get a poop quicker from Folgers. Okay, but it's not all that good. Like right. it's like oh, okay, it's a poop. Man, I'm telling you, the bulletproof. 
You wait about an hour, and then all of a sudden it's like, you Hello. better be in a bathroom right now. <laughs> right now. And it comes on like nobody's business. Well, yeah. that's the MCT oil, yeah. period. Man, I'll tell you yeah, what. you take MCT oil, and it's it's a lubricant. It's about 20 to minutes to an hour, and it's on. <laughs> yeah. It's on, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Yep. welcome I love Bulletproof <laughs> Coffee. I love Bulletproof <laughs> Coffee. I don't make it enough. I do protein coffee. So oh, I nice. do like cold press coffee, and then I put two scoops of like whey protein in it. And just shake it up, and so that I, sounds delicious. It is delicious. That's the only way, unless I'm getting like a nitro or like a nice good coffee. Mm-hmm. The only way I can drink coffee, and oh, I, wow. you know, I don't know. I just I need all that protein, you know, to fuel this fucking massive meat wagon. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I think Laird ha- Hamilton actually talked about like he has basically uh, like a premix, right? So it's mm-hmm. the same bullet coffee but instead of having to make all your own ingredients you just put one scoop. So like a scoop oh. of it yeah so he has like the like he takes the mct oil and puts it in there and yeah i'm pretty sure it's like a cream that he that he's like you pick up or like a oh. gel and then it just kind of blends That's into. Your and he probably puts that idea. fucking turmeric in it as well mm-hmm. yeah, i yeah, said yeah. it right too Lurk. i was Lurk been practicing loves. <laughs> <laughs> loves his turmeric yeah we put it i put that turmeric and um greens in our shit like our Ooh, sh- yeah. green shake every morning for the for the joints it makes a difference man a turmeric man if i don't have it for a couple days man my joints start to hurt a little bit just like it's the spice legit. yeah, yeah. Wow. i the spice yeah all right i didn't mm-hmm. know that because like, have you ever had the greens like the those greens that they sell in the powdered greens yeah that's what i put in the yeah. my shake yeah wow all right put just powdered greens two scoops because I, jill and i share it so nice. yeah i don't do that i've never done the um the vi- what is the one that the Rogan always puts on his podcast? On if- it? No, there's some greens that he oh, I don't know. promotes, but they're fucking expensive. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like $100 for 30 servings. I was like, oh. nah, I'm good. I'll buy the stuff from Sprouts. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same. So, yeah. I love Joe. Do you feel like he's, you feel like he's uh, serious up a little bit since he went to Spotify? serious uh like he got a little more serious like i feel like like i listened to his did you listen to his honey honey podcast yes where they took mushrooms and they drank alcohol and they were literally like did you listen to that one four hours long it was was long and they were literally like taking like ben had put a cigarette out in a in a glass of whiskey and joe was like drinking like he knew it was there he talked about it he's like oh yeah yeah, cigarette but i'm gonna drink it anyway yeah but they were like, oh wow! Like it got. They were screaming at each other. They oh, were, he got. Yeah, he, he got, got crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck, I can't. Yeah. I can't listen to this shit anymore. But oh, really? I love that one. <laughs> like I love Honey Honey. Like mm-hmm. I've listened to him. I love him, but that one I got because Ben really wanted to play music and he wanted to just get into it, and Joe has just started screaming about the extraterrestrial. And well, see, like, oh, I God. you rarely see him get all worked up. That's what I loved about that. Yeah, one. He, he's pretty level headed about stuff. You could tell he's pretty relaxed with with those two. Yeah, like he really likes those two guys. I mm. really, um, I didn't know about Honey Honey until I, she was after they had broken up, and she was on there alone. I was like, Honey Honey. So I looked him up on Spotify. I was they're pretty good. I like them. Yeah, they're amazing. And I'm not a hippy dippy fan you know like yeah. i like punk rock so this was it's it's yeah. out of my thing but i like it a lot they're cool they came from ohio and they i think they did their first album in ohio and then they moved to la and did an album mm-hmm. and then they moved to nashville and did an album and so they kind of just kind of figuring it out but 
but to go back to your like a little more serious, I've noticed recently with just how much he's been podcasting. Well, it seems like because he's not doing as much comedy that he's like, he's trying to get as many people in as he right. can. And it right, seems right. a little bit more serious. Like he's just a little more like interviewee. Yeah. Even right? during like, did you listen to the innocence project one? Yes. Holy not the whole thing. I'm almost all the way through it. But that one is that one. Yeah. One. Cry. I mean, literally, I think Joe literally cried on it. Right? Yeah. Like he two was, or three times. Yeah. We had to turn it off. We were, we were headed just for a weekend and, um, with the fam and driving. It was about a three hour drive away. And we, um, we were, I was listening to it and I finally was like, I need, it just was kind of like doom and gloom yeah. a little bit. So I was like, nah, we'll listen to something else. I'm glad those sure. those guys are around. And yeah. And one of the people just got released. The one about the got in trouble for the weed for, and it was like in there mm-hmm. for 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. or whatever. Sold a gram of weed or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. So, all right, Ben, you're, you're being pretty quiet. Were you just yeah, going to listen to us going rant? On about those podcasts. Yeah. I was like, man, I've caught like one or two. But oh. Yeah. I can't, I have a hard time sitting there and like, I go through waves where I'll listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. And then I'll go through a wave where I don't listen to any. So, so what do you what do you do to pass the time between work, school, jujitsu? Um I don't know. I feel like that keeps me pretty busy for the most part. Okay. Or I'll go to the lake and just kinda Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying the other day, going to the lake. Yeah. My kiddo went to the lake the other day and I was like, Oh, I forgot we have a lake around here. Oh, yeah, Swimming pool's two. closed. Yeah, two. You gotta get out too. Yeah. Which lake do you go to? Lone Star usually. Lone yeah. Star, just do some swimming and. Yeah, it's just quiet too. Like okay. throw up the hammock, kick back, and oh. you, know, you read the book, and then you go out on your paddleboard and just kind of have a relaxing day. And that's nice. about it. So. Do you ever go with people, or do you just by yourself? Yeah, like Andrew will come every okay. once in a while, or like we met up uh, yesterday with, or the other day with Andrew and Taylor. Oh, Taylor, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh my God. A little different when you don't have alcohol, though. You really? Know? Yeah. Cause then you're just kind of sitting out there and like, if you're not in the water or anything, it's just kind of, so, uh, what are, we doing here? What are you guys doing? Really? <laughs> See, I don't understand that. Yeah, no, either do I. Right. Cause <laughs> I know? don't drink. So yeah. I don't know. Like I would be okay with just hanging out. You yeah, know, I guess it's fine for a little bit, but I don't know. There's, there's gotta be a part of me to where there has to be something else going on. Like more than a conversation. You know what I mean? So like okay. when we're at jujitsu, okay. you know, we're at practice, you're rolling and then okay. you're having side conversations okay. and then you go back into the drills. Okay. When you go to the lake, you're either on the paddleboard or you're drinking, you know, it's just something. So you don't like to just have conversations. It's hard for me. So what are you going to do sitting there today? Well, yeah, we're but- going to figure this out. That's why we got to like, you said it was free flowing. So yes. I was like, man, if we can throw in some good, like funny stories and like, that's one way to kill the time. Okay. So but- I am with two Navy men. Were you Navy? You were in the Navy? <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. We yeah. did not know that. So, awesome. I mean, I'm sure between the two of you guys and this ex-punk rocker, we have some funny stories that we could share about whatever. I'm more uh, yeah. interested in... Okay, so I asked Ben... I'm interested in your funny stories. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they're just making fun of myself really, right. more than anything. Um, you said... We were talking, I don't know if it was Saturday night or Tuesday at jujitsu. We mm-hmm. were talking about being obsessed. And like, I asked the question of like, are you obsessed with jujitsu yet? Right. And I can't remember if that was Saturday night or it was, Saturday night. was it Saturday yeah, night? Okay. We're sitting there yeah. and you're like, no, yeah, I just yeah. do the, do my different things. And I don't, mm-hmm. are you not, do you not get obsessed with stuff or do you very, just, like very rarely do I, because okay. like, so when it comes to jujitsu, it's like Andrew can mm-hmm. sit back and watch jujitsu all day. He wants to drill. 
and he's got that competitive mindset. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. Like, okay. I'll go to practice. I can't sit there and watch uh, an instructional. I have to either be watching a match and then, like, hey, all right, I'll remember this for practice. Okay. Or if I go to practice, like, I'm around people so I can talk. Okay. But the hardest thing for me to do is sit there and, like, be obsessed with one thing for so long. Okay. You know what I mean? That's and that's, you roll like somebody that's obsessed. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, like, but you he, roll like somebody that studies it off offline. And he talks mm-hmm. like he... Because we we're yeah. on a on a Saturday drilling, and you're like, "Hey, I've been practicing this spider thing or whatever this thing." Yeah. With, I was going to show Nikki, and I was it acted like you had been like, "Yeah, it's like watching a and watching." Clip. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I'll see it for like thirty seconds. I'll like, oh, I'll give that a shot. So then, mm-hmm. so I know Joe's obsessed. Um, a lot I, of, a lot I, of guys I am an obsessed obsessive person because of my history. Um, so I, I've been really trying to be really mindful with jujitsu, not to get too crazy yet, but it appears that I'm headed down that direction. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're going down that. Road. Plus I already, ha- I'm already getting cauliflower ear. Just take, no. just take yes. three years and jump in both feet. Just get the tattoos of the belts that you're God and just. Oh yeah, there you go. I know. I would actually <laughs> had that go. thought the other night in bed. I was like, Ooh, when I get up, I, I can't wait to get a blue belt. I'm going to get a blue belt tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well have the whole rack right there on the floor. So dumb. So dumb. I don't know. I need more chicks, naked chicks tattooed on me. That's what I need. With jujitsu keys. Or taking them off. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Maybe each belt, they're taking a piece of the gi off, right? So then by the time I get the black belt, they're fully naked with just the black belt on them. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sure that what could possibly go wrong? I think that's... Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I already. I mean, I have half-naked chicks tattooed on me already. So, that's yeah. funny. I'm pretty um, obsessive though about most. Like, I'm obsessed about lifting weights. Like, mm-hmm. that's just constant. That is my. If I'm not looking at a video, I'm reading research about lifting or dieting or whatever. I should have been something else in a former life, but I'm too old for that shit now. So. No. So you now, said you have conversations on Instagram with people, so you know you're already branching out. You're networking. Yeah, they just you, know. you got so many businesses going on anyway. I know, well right? It's kind of crazy. Boat. I don't know what I'm Go doing. For it. I pretty much don't know what I'm doing most of the time, though. What are you working on in jujitsu right now? Um, so I just started doing like a lot of spider and delahiva, and then um, but Matt wants me to work on uh, focus on like offense, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was talking to him about doing some side control and. Going from there. My problem is, like, especially with, you know, rolling with Andrew. Like, I'm just trying to maintain. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just control if I can <laughs> or true. survive. Like, one of the two. It's not, is Andrew the most talked about person on this podcast? I feel like we talked about Andrew a lot. Did we talk about Andrew when you were here? Yeah, we did for a minute. And then you did with, I think you did with Trevor. A little bit with Trevor. We I think did, Trevor brought him up. Bert. Just, oh, fuck. Yeah, well, Bert, we did for <laughs> sure. Yeah, and God damn it. Andrew's... That kid. He's a legend. Yeah. He's kind of a blue belt legend at the school right now. Oh, yeah, say. for sure. For sure. He's the one that's like, when when I hear obsessed, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. somebody that's just going to go. It was Calvin. Way. Like Calvin and I came in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Calvin was that. Like you could, obviously you can tell. Like we came in at the same time and he just was like escalated through belts and just like ramped it up. And he was studying and getting all the videos and, and learning it. Like Calvin was 
Calvin had oh, you it together. Did you get me? To, you got you met Calvin, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. good, good. And that's another question or thought process that I had is that those there's levels too, right? Like in the sense of you guys came in at the same time, but he became a purple belt, and you're st- I mean not still, but you know what I mean, like right. He would have been a brown belt before I got purple if if he would have stayed at the gym for sure. It's just because of just the, the amount of classes he could go to and, and learn and, and move or age or what I mean, do you think? I or think all of the above? I think it's all of the above. I think it's his ability to learn. It's his ability to put it into practice. Like this is what makes Andrew so good is that you say it to him one time and then he's like nearly perfected it the next role. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell, dude? Mm-hmm. It took me a month to learn that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Calvin was that way. Yeah. That was one of the great things about Calvin. Like he always said, like, don't be afraid of failure. So whenever you'd go to throw a move, like, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, just until recently, if I would learn a new move, I would like try it. But if I felt like resistance or it wasn't going to get to where I needed it, I'd bail. Right. I'd be like, oh, oh we're going to wrestle, you know, and like go back to some pressure passing or something. But when he said that, like, hey, don't, don't be scared to fail. Like, just go for it over and over and over. And then Carl and all them, they were always saying, like, when he was a white belt, he'd always go for ankles. And he would just get slaughtered yeah. until one day he, he finally landed it. And then after oh, that, that's just, good advice, his momentum I try to go for ankles up. these days. So Yeah. So, okay. And I think another big thing is, like, letting go of that ego. Like, even if you don't have an ego, like Colton over the, um, over the break, he kind of – can't remember exactly what he said but he was like you know i'm not a world champion so he kind of let go like he was trying to let go of the ego that he was having like he didn't oh. want to get submitted or anything you know I, I that's how i took away from it what that's, i took away that is that's an interesting thing they say that like i'm um i have to do that to myself that um if i get involved in something like i'm never gonna be a world like i have to go just enjoy the process because I can get so obsessed where it's all I think about all I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, yep. anything. And then eventually I'm like, Oh, I'm 46. <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to be a world champion power lifter. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to deadlift 600, 700 pounds. It's just not going to happen. So mm-hmm. quit trying to kill yourself getting there. Right. Enjoy some lifting, make some, make some gains. Same with jujitsu. Like, well, I started off real slow in jiu-jitsu to kind of just read it all, right? Read everybody in the room, try to figure out, like, how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. I was nervous about my own strength. We've talked about a lot about that. We've talked about it. Like, I'm scared that I'm going to hurt somebody if I pull a move and just fuck it up or just do it right, you know? That today, like, that, there's that triangle from half guard mm-hmm. where you're, you're on the bottom half and you, like, you kind of give them a little bump and they put their arm down and you grab it and you switch hands and then you pull that bottom leg out and throw it up into a triangle. I really like, I fell in love with that move, but every, cause my legs are so long. Every time I pulled it out, I was smacking people in the chin, and like, <laughs> legit hurting them. Yeah. Like, oh. And so like, I don't even, I don't do that move anymore, even though I love it because I didn't want to hurt people. Yeah, no, I, right? I kept hurting. I did it three times. I hurt somebody yeah. like smack their jaw. I was like, nah, not doing that anymore. Which, I need to find a way to get back into it. But what do you think that is about you that you you're like, it's not your fault that you're smacking them in the jaw. It's their jaws fault for being in the way of your knee, right? As you do the move, right? Sort of. So I've got long enough arms that I, when I get that underhook, I can reach all the way over and grab their other armpit to like as a, as mm-hmm. a handle. And so I'm holding their posture down as I'm pulling that knee out. And so it's partially my fault. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But and whatever. Why I'm do like, you care? I'm not. I'm not there to hurt people. Even though I'm there to murder people, but I'm not there to hurt people. Right. You know I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And what's so, the What's the worst injury you've given somebody though? Pulling a new move. That's a good question. Ooh. Who? Dan sliced your head open, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nine stitches over nice. my right oh. eye. Yeah. yeah. That was back at the old gym, and Dan was brand new, and I was still pretty new. And we were going, and Dan and I were that stereotypical, like, little too old to be playing this game, and just could, there was no such thing as light roll. It was mm-hmm. high five, light roll, sure, all in, every time. And we would just go, and what was, I don't even remember what was going on, but I think I had closed guard, and he was up, and he was mm-hmm. he dove in instead of trying to posture up, mm-hmm. and I was trying to jump up to do a bump sweep both of us were doing it very poorly and just cracked heads and I just bled imme- like immediately I felt mm. it. no blood on the mat by the way I don't know if nice. not one wow. drop on the mat I immediately grabbed it and ran off the mat and uh yeah nine stitches it was a good one yeah wow they you know they make fun of um Bert and I um in the same way you and Dan right but Bert has no he was like yeah my ribs get feeling a little better Let's let's just have a light roll, Josh. Next thing I know, I'm dead. Right? Like that guy. That's the way he's wired. I he is yeah. fucking wired that yeah. way. And and dense, dense similar, but not the same as Marvin. But dense muscular wise. Like when I try to explain it to Matt after he roll with Bert a lot, it's like his body, like he's just, it's just solid muscle. Yeah. There's no there's no give there. So when he's on top of you, you're just fucked. Me, for me anyways, you know, like I'm like, ah, and he's tall and six, three or whatever. And yeah, it's ridiculous. I love those guys. Yeah. So super strong guys. though. Super. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing that's really hard with him. Cause when he starts to stack, he, you know, he starts really putting pressure on your, on your upper back. It's just, you either got to trip or start working some high guard and break him back down because that's just too much, you know? Yeah. And He'll go for anything. He'll reach for that choke. If he sees it, he's, he's going to take it. Yep. It's like, oh, oh, please, no. So what brought Ben, I have to remember, like, use names so when people are listening to this. Ben, what brought you into jiu-jitsu? Like, what was the thing? Um, well, I did MMA back okay. right out of high school. And then I... Um, Where are you from? Missouri. Missouri, okay. Yeah, northwest Missouri. Okay. So, and it was actually a lot of fun. That's what I just loved the... You know, being able to strike and then you go to the ground and you kind of work both angles. Um, then I went to the Navy, and the reason why I actually got back into MMA or grappling was because there was this really hot coworker that had just started jujitsu. So I was like, oh man, how am I going to get into a uh, a good story like how I can break the ice with yeah. her? You know, like because you both work in urology, so yeah. we know what we do all day. Right. It's not you know. So then uh, I checked out a little MMA gym. Well, actually, a big one over there in San Diego, and. Uh, did a little boxing, but try to focus more on nogi mm-hmm. and go that route for a little bit. I was probably there uh, two months, and then I took off to go to Guam. But, yeah, that was the whole reason I got into for it. For a chick. Yeah. And then uh, she actually didn't even go. She was one of those girls that liked to talk about doing stuff. And then, <gasps> yeah. she. Uh, Did you go out with her, though? No. No. Because. Uh, Good. Good. Yeah. It was. Uh, She's a talker. She's a talker, <laughs> and then and then you find out like some backstories, and I'm like, oh man, 
totally thought you were a different type of person. Yeah. I, I mean, we're still good friends, but it's still, oh, like, still good friends. Still good friends, <laughs> but like the friends, not, name. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun, but uh, yeah, where did you train in San Diego? Uh, the arena. The arena. So there was actually a guy, uh, Jesse Taylor. He was on the Jesse uh, Taylor. He was on the Redemption, the UFC Redemption. Oh. He, oh. I think he won. Then, oh yeah 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 because he was on like season one or two of mm-hmm. ultimate fighter yeah and then came back for that season because of all the different things yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so i i got to train with them i oh, did a cool. uh it was a pro mma class mm-hmm. and i just asked like hey can i jump in thinking it was a normal class that's the most exhausted i've ever been <laughs> like wow, i took a drink awesome. 45 minutes into the practice as i drank it instantly came back out there was no ability to right. swallow the water I was oh that wow tired. yeah and like this this other guy i was about to switch rounds with they were doing uh takedowns and then ground and pound mm-hmm. and uh i was laying there he's like dude you got you got three minutes left just hold on and just like, hold on he just whispering to me i was just like oh, hold yeah. on. just, just give me out of here on. i'm done i shouldn't have done this one so wow yeah. is that where you were like stationed first was mm-hmm. um san diego yep yep okay. once i got done with school and everything i was out in san diego so. okay Wish I could, you know, like when you look back and you're like, oh man, if I could have just stuck with it and just trained, you know, like you're kind of oh, like, yeah. where could I be now? So many things that oh. that I that goes through my mind on yes. so many things I've done in my life. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, right? So, man. and then I went to Guam and met up with, uh, or went to their Carlson uh, Carlson Gracie out there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was a it was a great time. It was a good nice. time. Those guys are definitely like just murder you like yeah. if you make a mistake they're like all right now you're gonna you're gonna get punished now you're so gonna get punished we're gonna take advantage of this one. Yep. so yeah isn't, isn't carlson gracie the one that had the quote of if you don't win make them suffer like that's oh. that's their whole game it's, that, well it's it would explain a lot suffer. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure trevor's cringing right now you idiot <laughs> yeah. <Stop> carlson <laughs> yeah well sorry trevor that would mean that would mean that trevor would have to listen to us right. i don't think yeah. he listens wow he might this. be your one listener he might be the one listener <laughs> that he might be the second listener because yeah. my mom for sure is the one sometimes so that's funny yeah leaving the reviews leaving the reviews yes. <laughs> ah, my my middle son who's the editor of the podcast left a review once it's hilarious <laughs> i'm the first one <laughs> nice oh such a good kid shout out to otto uh so yeah he watched the fights with us right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he is he's Super gonna be a little kid. beast on the mat mm-hmm he is. Oh, yeah. He just Josephine loves rolling with him. Yeah. He loves it. And he's they're getting to a point where their skills are pretty pretty similar, and she loves it. Isn't that interesting? I think – and Otto doesn't – Otto understands to go. Like, he does – he's not – he's given everything he's – whether it's – which it should be, whether it's a girl or a boy. Like, he doesn't hesitate on that because of just wrestling and <laughs> – all that stuff. So he that'll they'll be they'll learn a lot from each other. They'll be good partners. Yeah. We talked yeah. a little bit about this the other day that the watching young boys like prepubescent into puberty mm-hmm. rolling with girls on a regular basis and being able to like not you know idolize them and not sexualize them and be like oh this is just a mm-hmm. this is my partner and yeah. I've, I've got to learn and study and prepare with it's and not just like opening a book together but like actually physically I mean training together is intense I'm not saying that Otto has this I'm just saying that he could compartmentalize too like he could be like oh Josephine's a great jiu-jitsu partner and off the mat she's cute as fuck right right, right. like he you know like 
being an eighth grader and she's a sophomore in high school. Like right. he's like, right. oh shit, <laughs> she's my friend. <laughs> like he gets, to, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. what a what a cool experience he gets to have is to have a a good friend that's his partner that's also order, uh, older could be a good mentor you know yeah, yeah so justine's been rolling with beth a lot lately too beth and she comes uh potter is that her beth. name oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh pots pots uh brown right. hair yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Dude, she's Josephine super sweet loves her like yeah. just like I, i'm gonna get in trouble for this but like josephine Acts all cool on the mat. I like I watch her roll with her, and I try to keep my mouth shut. And I yeah. watch them roll, and and Beth is so patient and polite and mm-hmm. teaches, and Josephine listens and pays attention. Then she comes home. She's like, "Good, we had such a good roll. It was so much fun. I loved it so much." Like it's cool to see that mentorship. I like, love it. Awesome. Beth is like one it. of the for me too. It, like so much fun to roll with because it's n- there's no like strength or anything like that it's just a, like that's a flow yeah you know what i mean like she's not putting strength into it it's just a smooth interesting she she's... learns from heidi like have you watched heidi roll with somebody that is close to her level have you watched heidi roll with john inman no <laughs> it's amazing like that dude is twice her size mm-hmm. and and she, he just cannot grab her <laughs> it's 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 amazing to watch yeah she just keeps a calm straight face and just is like digs under like every down and then you're like oh he got her and then all of a sudden her hand will pop out and just yeah. just the exact right spot <laughs> like, oh, 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 wait a minute she's yeah. still good her and yeah. Tommaso watching yeah. Heidi and Tommaso roll yeah. that's another like one of my favorite matches to watch yeah like you see those two going back forth and Tommaso's so light on his feet you know being a black belt in judo he's got mm-hmm. that nice footwork and then just Heidi's always smooth so when you see those two and their body weights are probably somewhere Oh yeah, I you mean, know, he's probably maybe ten, fifteen pounds heavier, yeah, maybe. Probably. Um, so that's fun to watch when people are similar size too, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I can love it. So, um, last night I had a dream that I took five grams of mushrooms and went to a dance. That's really strange. Yeah. What kind of dance? I don't know. Like, it felt like it was a high school dance, but I wasn't Ooh. in high school. So was like it, that, like, like awkward and embarrassing. Yeah. No, like everybody was my age, but we weren't in high school. But it felt like it was a high school. It's really, and I was like, the other people that took the five grams of mushrooms were like freaking out that they took five grams, and I was like, well, we're just gonna ride this out, see what happens. That's the appropriate. Dose. So I don't know what the fuck's go going on, man. Yeah. Like it must. It's calling your name. What do you mean? You don't know what's going on. It's calling your name. That's it's, what it's, I'm saying. It's saying. Just calling Let's my go. Name. Five grams. Let's right take now. some Let's fucking mushrooms, man. Did you get nervous too? Or you like in that? In the like, dream, I got a little bit nervous because yeah. I had taken them. I was like, "Oh shit!" I took five grams, and I was like, "You know what you're doing? Yeah. Just ride this thing out. I'm going to a dance." Yeah. But did you get like in high school? Did you get nervous to go to a dance? You know what I mean? Like they show in the uh, movies, like where you. N- oh no! Because I was either fucking drunk or <laughs> on acid or. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Weed. Yeah, like a no. No. Um, I remember I was dating this or going with this girl in eighth grade. She went to the um, Catholic school, and um. And she was like the chick, right? And she went to Catholic school, and I, she was my girlfriend, right? Show up to the Halloween dance. I, I about pissed my pants. She was in a bikini top and a hula skirt. And that, I mean, she was. Wow. I was like, is this real? Is this fucking real? <laughs> it was probably the hardest dance, slow dancing I've ever had to 
<laughs> hardest. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really strange. So yeah, but no, other than that, not really. What about you? No. Nervous? Uh, for oh yeah, for dancing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, I always looked like an idiot. So I, after the first dance, I didn't care. But yeah, yeah, it got a little weird. But you're also kind of young, er. Yeah. So the school dances for you, they changed. Now they can't even touch. What? Yeah, they can't even like school dances. They can't like. It's they don't do slow dancing, no. Oh wow! Yeah, it's all just yeah, it's strange. Yeah, that's so weird, weird because like you see, um, so you follow Tom DeBoss on. Mm-hmm. So did you see his? Uh, I guess Netflix put out a twerk, like a, I guess some movie about this like high schooler learning how to twerk. I might be completely wrong on this, what? but I was like, it's so weird that you have such like those types of movies out there, which. You know, like a high school twerking. They probably do it, but I don't know if I'd make a movie about it or like want right. to watch a movie about a high schooler twerking. You know, this is a little weird. You yeah. feel creeper status, but you're sitting there and then you hear about that. Like high schools won't even. Yeah. Like, you can't touch during a dance. Like it's so you know. strange. It's a weird. Mm. It's a weird time, man. Yeah. Weird Definitely time. Different. I mean, the shit I did at a high school dance. The shit I did at church camp. Everybody has a church camp story. What's your church camp story? I mean, how many, I went, how many hours do we have? <laughs> Dude, I remember. So our church camp was broken up into elementary, middle, and then senior high. So um, one week would be elementary, one week would be middle, and then one week would be senior. So you'd graduate into these each things. So the year after my eighth grade was our last year. So I was going to be a freshman. And they were running low on uh, counselors. So the senior high um, people that went to senior high came with our middle school counselors. for. So they were only a couple years older. Well, let me tell you about my little rendezvous with a couple senior high counselors. That was fucking amazing. Where was that? that? What do you mean? Where was the camp? Yeah. Camp Wood outside of Elm, um, El Dorito, or not El Dorito, uh, Emporia in Elmdale, Kansas. Yep. It's a Y camp that the church rents out for. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to remember yeah. this when I become a dad and be like, all right, nobody's yeah. going to church camp. All right. Yeah. Don't worry. No, church camp's the worst, dude. Yeah. They, apparently. I mean, the things that we did, I mean, oh, I, I, uh, senior high camp, I always brought weed. And we'd go up on camping. Yeah. <laughs> we'd go up to this, like, it was called High Y Hill. And it's so funny because you climb up to this like hill and there's like, of course, a cross there. Right. And we just sit around smoke weed in the night. You know, we either have to um, sneak out or it was just free time. And you go up there. Yeah, man, We had all kinds of crazy shit. Why not? Yeah. Got to cut loose. What's your crazy church camp story? Uh, I don't have one like that. Uh, we skipped. I skinned my knee. Yeah, I fell from a very large hill. That's mine. I got poison ivy. Yeah, we tried to ditch one of the servants and uh, yeah. services or whatever, yeah. and we got caught. So we just sat there for an hour and a half yeah. talking about our choices in life. Oh. I'm like, oh, oh, should have just gone. Yeah, would have been way easier. No, 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 no. no? You shouldn't have just gone. You should. Yeah. Any chance you can skip the service? 100. Yeah. <laughs> percent That's what. <laughs> Did you grow up religious? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we were, I guess, mandated to go to Catholic church. Okay. Until I was, I don't know, 13 or 14, and then we were given the option. And literally, the first time I was given the option, I was like, "Later, I'm but, out." Yeah. Now your parents still went though. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, 
don't want to go too much into it. Uh, stepdad was just a giant asshole and on many, many levels. And so I just didn't want to have anything to do with him at all. Uh, my mom has since become a nun. Did I, we talk about that? No. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. This is a whole nother story. My mom, like everybody thinks that their mom is a superhero Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just no different. Like I, I think my mom is a superhero. She, uh, was getting her master's degree in Prescott, Arizona. And part of her thesis was she went down to Mexico in Mexico city and was working with these nuns. And like, more or less, she just heard this, like she heard their, what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. like trying to help people, but not theoretically, like actually in, helping, like them. actually helping them hands on, like in the gutters and like making their lives better. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is what I want to do with my life. And so she went through the novitiate process, which was like five or six years and then she took her vinyl vows and became a nun at some point she became the president the mother superior type person the president of the convent up in La Crosse, wisconsin she uh she ran a program i think i think she was threatened to be excommunicated twice nice while, while she was doing her stuff so she did this program called gate global awareness through experience where she would take midwest I think it was supposed to be Midwest people, but I think 90% of the time it was Midwest women mm-hmm. and go down to the ghettos in Mexico city and be like, we're going to go down there for like a month and you're going to see what it's really like. Mm-hmm. And she would take kids down there and, mm-hmm. and they would, they would live down there. Right. And said like, let's not talk about it. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's thing. go see yeah. it. And then she started this thing called goddess gate, which the Catholic church, not really big on goddesses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so right, she would go to right. Eastern they Europe. They don't like women. Other than Mary. Other than Mary. Right. They love Um, Mary. She would go to Eastern Europe and they would like travel all over Eastern Europe looking for evidence of goddess worship and how Mm -hmm. the Catholic church kind of transitioned away from Mm -hmm. the goddesses into, and so she got in a little bit of trouble for that one. So she got it kind of that mystical, you need to stop the mysticism part of the Catholic church. Um, but you know, join the church and see the world. She got to, she got to go to Eastern Europe, I think three or four times and like do these phenomenal tours. Um, it, uh, what was his name? Pope Ratzinger? What was his? J- J- no, it wasn't J2P2. It was, I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. <laughs> John Paul II. It was like okay. John II, Paul II was okay. the yeah. guy before that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I Pope history is not great. Did she meet him? No, she got him kicked out. No so shit. At one point, um, at one point, Ratzinger said, boy, this took a left turn, this podcast real quick. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. At one point, Ratzinger uh, wrote a letter to the uh, nuns of America, which I think is Canada and the United States, and Mm -hmm. said, listen, we need to stop working on uh, fixing the ails of poverty, and we need to start getting homosexuals out of the church because it's not okay, and the Bible says it's bad. And these women, it was like 2,500 women. It was Mother Superior's from all over the country, Canada and the U.S., met in St. Louis, and they penned a letter that basically said, go fuck yourself. If you try and enact this, we're all leaving, every single one of us. And six months later, he quit, first pope to quit in 600 years. Oh, that's right. That was not too long ago either. Now it's 15, 15, 20 years ago. 15, 20, yeah. Jesus. And so like, (laughs) time. Like my mom wasn't like the... Like she didn't lead that, but she was definitely at that part meeting. of it. Yeah. She was, she was one of the signatures that was like, no, we're not going to tolerate that shit. That's crazy. So, so my I mom was like, my mom's a superhero, man. Like legit. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. man. Yeah. So it's funny. Cause I, I got this, 
I got this, it was an Instagram post from a friend of mine in Oakland and she talked about the real state of Jesus and whatnot. And <laughs> Jesus has a state. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, she was just like, you know, Jesus like supported the poor and the impoverished and mm-hmm. whatever. And so I sent it to my mom and my mom was like, what the, what are you sending me Jesus shit for Joe? I don't want to read that shit. I like, read that shit all day long. <laughs> and I was like, of course, of course. Like I sent it to my brother who's also, you know, some sort of agnostic atheist, mm-hmm. anti-theist. And he was like, oh, that was interesting, Joe. And I sent it to my mom, who's a nun. She's like, oh, I don't want to read that shit, Joe. God, that's Stop my job. <laughs> Why are you reading my you job stuff? You got time for that shit. <laughs> I'm living that yeah. stuff. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, what are we going to talk about now? Yeah. Ben's, Ben's making me nervous with how quiet he is. Joe could just go on and on. I, got, I know. I've got the coffee rolling, man. I'm good. I know. Right? Well, that's what, yeah, I dropped the ball on that one. I was right. supposed to grab coffee on the way in. and then So you Starbucks haven't had any coffee closed. today at all? I had a cup before I lifted. Okay. But, you know, then you lift, and then you do the foam rolling, and then you're kind of in that nice and like. Zen. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I meant to grab some to kind of like perk myself back up. Oh, yeah. You need some Nero gum. There's some on the. I don't, you know what? I don't know what that would so. do before I go into work. So yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, get your it's a nootropic, Nootro, nootropic, nootropic. Yeah, you want to try some? Just yeah. don't chomp into the microphone. Okay. How long were you in the navy for? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, Oof. I didn't do a thing while I was in. Yeah. Actually, like I applied. I you know, know that feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what you do? I was in, I was at Miramar before oh, it you. before it transitioned over to the Marines. Uh, I was at Miramar. Oh, so you were in the Marines. No, no, no. I was in the Navy. It was... No, I'm good. Um, it was uh, NAS Miramar. Oh, okay. And then, like, a month before I got out, it transitioned over to the Marines. And so they actually let me get out a month early. Wow. Yeah. They gave me an option. Nice. They actually... It's funny. They... The chief brought me in and was like, hey, listen. Anywhere you want to go in the world, if you sign up for another four years... And I was like, fuck, chief, I've fallen for that before. I'm not I'm falling for it again. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you, sir. And I walked out. Yeah, wow. I wasn't going to do it. How long were you in? I was four years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. And I did mostly mostly San Diego at Miramar up north. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did my A school in Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And were, you, were you a medic as well in Mm-mm. the? No. Mm-mm. I was an electrician. Electrician. You were, you were a medic, though, yeah. right? Corman. Yeah. Corman. Okay. Yeah. We like to distinguish ourselves. We're not medics. No. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. That means we're better than a medic. Yeah. 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 So corpsman is better than a medic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying right now. And somebody and, at the and, gym's gonna get me for and that. The army is medic. <laughs> yeah, they're all medics. What about Air Force? Well, I guess Matt was a medic. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I mean, it's true though. Just look at the you know the history. So. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but, you know, you make fun of Matt, then yeah. you just get smashed. That's all yeah. that matters. It's worth it. Yeah. I might as well get my jabs in since he's not here. Yeah, so. I didn't make it. So. Yeah. But, yeah, it was. Uh, that's actually how they got me. Um, my LPO pulled me in. He's like, hey, you know, you can either reenlist or, you know, get out. But you said you want to travel. You've been in San Diego. Like, how about you get an overseas billet? Like, there's an overseas billet. I'll take it. Sure enough, Guam. And I was like. All right. All right. Take it. I'll Were you there for the rest of that tour? Uh, two years, yeah. yeah. I had to sign the uh, sign another contract for that, and then I went over there. I was really trying to get – where was I trying to go? 
think I was trying to go to Spain because Spain was up for my NEC. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like your specific job. I was like, man, I can really get Spain. That would be that would be amazing. And they sent me to Guam, and that was still amazing, but it was just totally opposite. Of what yeah, opposite spot. Yeah, like yeah. an island. You know, like, all right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I mean, it was you're seeing the world. Yeah. Or an island. Or well, yeah, an island. An island. <laughs> we went to Manila and then Thailand, but that was very <sighs> short lived. So I want to go to Thailand. Thailand was. Uh, I can't really talk about Thailand. I went to Bangkok for like 10 days or something. Can't so. remember it or? There's a many, good portion I don't remember. Now. Too many. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's curry and then just a lot of alcohol. Too many There's interesting adventures there. You know, there was Lady one. Boys. <laughs> Let me tell you. We had this guy. We went there and as we're on the plane, his whole mission, he was like, I got to sleep with a lady boy. Yes. And I was like. All right. Get on I, that's that's what you want. He's like, that's my whole goal. This entire, if I don't do that, you know how many people are going to d- be disappointed in me? I was like, no, I don't. But I don't, like, no, uh, I don't know how many people are disappointed. This, you know? <laughs> so, that's an yeah. interesting thing to be disappointed about, but okay. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if you didn't know, like if they didn't like tell you, there was, I mean. Some hot ladies. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. wow. It's pretty interesting, hmm. isn't it? Kind of confused right now. Yeah, I'm you know? kind of confused right now. <laughs> we yeah. were talking about that today, like how I think even even your generation and our generation, like there was a there was a line, right? And I feel like the kids today, there's not really a line there. There's not. There's just it's they're pretty just, fluid. Yeah. Like I work all, with a lot of kids. All that of are them fluid. are just a, It's really a yep. beautiful thing to watch. Like, yeah, it is don't actually. Give a shit yeah. about that at all. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to you want to do that? Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to roll or no? Like that's all they care about. <laughs> yeah. It's an, yeah. it's an interesting, um, cause I think there is still a segment of even our kids generation that are very, um, rigid, but it's, it's less than ours, less oh, than sure. your, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, whatever you want to do, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. You want to hang out? Cool. Want to smoke weed? Cool. You know, like yeah. that's the way it is. So yeah, you're uh, Jay Pryor. Did you listen to his Jay Pryor podcast? Mm-mm. It was good. It That's was a real good. One. Yeah. Jay, Jay's such a beautiful dude. So, my buddy Anthony, who's been on twice, um, and we, the last time we I had him on, we talked a lot about masculinity and the loss of masculinity. So, his idea was to bring um, uh, my friend Brandon and um, Jay back on and talk about masculinity and what their thoughts process of that is. And, you know, there was a few so, times in that podcast with with Jay where I, like I felt my white masculine heterosexual self bristle. Really, and I had to like yeah, I had to like consciously tell myself like shut the fuck up and listen, you moron. And it was interesting. What is it? What 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 do you struggle with as far as like that? I like what? he kept talking about like uh, about when a man would walk in the room that the women would jump up and and I'd be like. Fuck you, Jay. Like they don't. My, you know, women around my place don't do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, like, shut up, man. Like, there's women that still do that. Just right. because, just because your wife doesn't do that, doesn't mean that it's not, you know, prevalent in this culture. Like, right. And it was, it was difficult for me to yeah. listen to, but it was real enlightening. Yeah. Do you, what What is your definition? Do you have a definition of masculinity or what that thought process is? No. 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 It's no, a tough I mean, one. It's a tough one, man. Like. <sighs> Yeah, it's, you know, there's just so many landmines walking through it too, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's difficult. Like, part of it is you need to be supportive. You need to be, and what does that mean? Yeah. You know, you need to be a partner, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I've listened to you talk with Anthony at both of those and mm -hmm. talk about masculinity and I'm just as confused. I don't know what it means. I don't know it, what it means. Like I li literally like one of my all time heroes in a novel was the horse from animal farm. And his, like, his oh, motto was always just, you know, I'll try harder until yeah. literally they turned him to glue. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my definition of masculinity farm. right there. Right. Like I'm just, I will do everything that I have to do, whether it's, you know, cuddle with the kids to put them to bed, whether it's paint my toenails, whether it's go to work and work 48 straight hours. Like I'm just going to do whatever I have to do. I will try harder. I just keep trying so, harder. So, and that's your def, would you I say that's your definition, definition of masculinity that's, or that's your thought process of it? Part of it, I guess. I don't know. Like, so, honestly, I don't know what, I don't know what masculinity means. Okay. That's interesting. Cause, cause we have masculine and feminine, right? Like that's the, those are the, those are the two things that are on each side, right? Those are two big words, I guess. Right. But that's how we, that's how we navigate that. Right. When you say, I mean, that's sure. Right. We have feminine, we have masculine. Those are the, those are the defining that are the, they're the opposites. Right, boy, girl, so, whatever, yeah, whatever the, I can't, whatever the I thought. can't jump on that to being opposite. Like, well, it's not, but you know what I mean. Like they're the, they're the, they're the, they're the poles. Okay. They are okay. Right, like there's nothing wrong with things being different. Right, there's nothing wrong with. They're, they're certainly different. different. Are they opposites? They're certainly different. Are they opposites? Well. If we went all the way, okay, if we look at it as poles, right? All the way feminine and all the way masculine with no, with nothing in between, right? Like you're all the way masculine, you're all the way feminine. Then that would be opposite because you would act differently, right? It's a theory. Okay. It's, we're just, we're okay. talking like out there, right? But obviously there's a spectrum, right? There's a lots of things in the middle, right? There are, there are lots of things about me that are super masculine, right? beard um uh the way i look uh, uh physically um but there's lots of things about me that internally are more feminine talking about emotions you know that are more on the more on the uh less masculine alpha side yeah i get it like see that that it doesn't make you right less of a personally. man that's not what i'm saying i know like but you're saying that emotions is a feminine but it that means yes, I am. Men. Then I, so I, men don't we, have emotions. If we talk, like, no, you know, like a no. masculine man doesn't have emotions. Nope. But no, see, no, like no, 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 is... no, no. Okay, so this is this is what we get into in therapy with the guys that I treat is that men understand emotions or have emotions, but most of the time they come in with two emotions: anger and happiness, or mm -hmm. anger and whatever. Right? They don't understand sadness. They don't understand the those pieces of, of it, right? Because of the way we've been conditioned in our roles, right? And our roles are ish, feminine and masculine or feminine alpha, whatever you want to do. Those are the roles. So yeah. So in, um, learning to speak about emotions is more, I would argue is more on the feminine side of things. It doesn't make it bad or good. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no, I'm not defining it in that way. I'm just saying that as as uh, um, traditional roles go, men don't talk about emotions, right? Men fix things. Yeah. Women talk about emotions. Okay. That's how I yeah. see it. Doesn't, 
doesn't mean you can't men can't be all the above and flow in there, but as far as traditional roles go, it's tough. I mean, it's when you when you're trying to figure out what you know where you stand and what you are, and listening to your podcast and talking about masculinity, I'm like I walk away confused. Yeah, I don't know where I I don't know where I belong anymore. Right, and where it, do you, like you're young? How old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty. So you're. I really should have listened to that podcast before coming on. We, no, no. If I knew we were going down this avenue. Yeah. Like I said, I go through waves. So I'm going to have to download some and get yeah. back on it. But. Yeah. Like, what What do you feel like? I should let you ask that question. No, you're good. What do you feel like masculinity is? Uh, I'm kind of, I'm leaning on what you're saying, everything about that, just because, like, the way I grew up, it was definitely my mother would always kind of more or less coddle, you know, like if you were having, you know, that rough day or something like that, she would always talk to you, right? And then, like... The dad would not. The, when, the, the, dad, dad, the dad. The dad role was super, no, he yeah. didn't have that. Like, he either got on to you doing something wrong or, yeah, you had a good game. Like, there was a very, there wasn't a lot in between. So, um, but at the same time, you know, there was a point in my life to where my mom had to be both. And she fit the, you know, the dad role pretty well. And... She'd get pretty intense. So if you're talking about like anger, you know, kind of like filling the dad shoes, she 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 put those on pretty well. So I feel like it's kind of a very, I feel like it's kind of vague. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of difficult to pinpoint down. But I've I'm very much as I don't really care. You know, like I'm gonna accept for you for who you are. You know, so especially with the toxic you know masculinity. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, I I honestly don't <laughs> I know. I don't understand. Like, like they. Th- people throw that word out as if we're to understand what that means mm-hmm. as opposed to just that, that person's just an asshole. Yeah. Right. It has nothing to do with being masculine or not. Like, you know, I had a struggle with that. I went on a date and I, I get it. There's a lot of people that don't want their, you know, drinks paid for. They, you know, when they keep it Dutch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, I haven't heard that word in a long time. Yeah. Let's keep it Dutch. Keep it Dutch. Yeah. But I always just pay, you know what I mean? Especially like if, I ask, that's going to be me saying, hey, I'm inviting you somewhere, right, so I'm right. going to pay. And that's just how I've always thought about it. Opening doors. I've always yeah. opened doors. Now, you learn your lessons after certain places like Chicago. If you open the door for somebody, you're not moving. Like, everybody takes advantage of that. They'll, they'll just <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're I'm like, right. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> going for it. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, you know, there's some – I was in Guam. Just totally went away from the other one. But I was in Guam, and I opened the door for um, – a pharmacy tech delivering uh, medication and she got really snotty and she was like i can open my own door so i let it go I just let it shut on her car i was like there you go like there you go there you go and i walked away like because it and it was that idea that you know i found out later that it was the idea that she couldn't get her own door because she was you know a lady or like i was taking mm-hmm. over that you know like we're equal i was like no i was just being polite like so that's an interesting that's an interesting road to go down, right? This idea of being polite, um, uh, societal norms, masculinity, things like things like that that we're conditioned to do, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I see lots of young men today, maybe eighteen, nineteen ish, don't open doors, or don't hold the doors for others, oh, wow. or things like that. Like I'll hold the door for anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. We're walking up. I'll just oh, go ahead. You know, just that polite like thing. But there I see people all the time. I'll be right behind them. They'll open the door and they'll go right through and just 
And you're like, oh, well, thanks for holding the door for me. Right. And it's there's I think it's because we're losing that one that politeness mm-hmm. as well. But I do see that like, well, I can hold the door for myself yeah. thing, and I'm like, yeah, I just don't under. I just get that one. And it's weird from where you come from because like when obviously in San Diego and stuff like that, um, as far as like masculinity, uh, I have no problem complimenting somebody like, Oh man, you're a good looking dude. I'm like mm-hmm. props. Oh, thanks. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you go back home, like from where I'm, where I'm from and Oh dude, yeah. you're definitely a switch hitter. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you, you know what I mean? And it's like, or do you just have to say it in a certain way? No, you can't. You can't compliment. You can't even say that. I like the. I like your Trump hat. Oh, that's something. Yeah, but like <laughs> that's that's probably something that you'd be I like. Oh, you're good. I like you're those good. new colors on the Trump hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did fit really your well. eyes real well. <laughs> fit your redneck very well. I mean, <laughs> er. oh yeah. I'm all about smashing that man. Like I hug those people. Yeah. yeah. I, like I just I just step. They put out their hand and I just pushed their hand uh, away and I did my hug. hug. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm all about smashing that bullshit right away. Yeah. Like I, like I work in the fire service and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people like that. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. You just, you just need to know where I stand. Sorry. Like mm-hmm. it's cool. Like I don't, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I'm going to hug people. I'm, a, I'm such <laughs> a hugger too. I yeah. love hugging. That's just, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, listen, man, you've been working out and you look good, bro. Like, yeah. 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 Nothing weird about it. I don't, there's I nothing. don't think so. No, but, not at all. It's that's Yeah. Midwest is weird on stu- similar stuff like that, right? Like, or even the South. I've never lived in the South. I only live in the Midwest. But yeah, like, why can't you compliment people? Yeah, I don't know. It was always kind of a weird thing. Yeah, can't compliment people at work anymore, anyways. No matter no, what gender yeah. you are. No, it's probably not advised. Like, yeah, just you leave can't that say, alone. "Hey, that's a great T-shirt." HR is going to be calling you in yeah. a second. In a second. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the one thing when I went to the Navy that they kind of warned, like, as you go through, like, we were in A school and they really started talking to us about it. But, you know, what you say, you know, how you act. And in high school, like, I never even thought about it. Everybody, I called everybody sweetheart. I called everybody, like, hey, gorgeous. You know, just throwing it out there. Like, I didn't, gorgeous. Like, I didn't care. Like, I even said it to one of my teachers once. And then I was like, oh, too far. We had to bump the brakes. You know what I mean? Just because you have boundary issues. Yeah, I know. You just get to you get a certain level of confidence, and then you go into the navy or military in general, and they're like, "Yeah, so uh, okay. yeah, this isn't this isn't good. You can't do these things. Like you will be facing punishment." And then after that, like it, it got to a point where like I didn't even want to talk to a girl. I was like, "Dude, I'm not getting." I don't even want to talk to. I don't a girl. even know what to say right now. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I guess, but looking back, like when you call somebody sweetheart, when you, you know, hey, gorgeous, I, you know, I guess that is a little demeaning, you know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Like, um, there is like, there's certain things that like honey, hey honey, like that can, that's a word that gets taken hmm. in different ways too. Our, our gym is such a bro gym. Like everybody, like guys and girls calls everybody bro. Everybody no. calls everybody, bro. <laughs> Matt calls Heidi, bro. Yeah. Hey, do you need any help, bro? Everybody. <laughs> Cracks me up. I know. They Nikki, started Nikki that. You know, Heidi, like, bro. that was like a newer thing, kind of, I feel like when Jack started or I started, like, because we were making fun of bro. I think they were making fun of bros. Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden now it's like, that's a thing. Hey bro. <laughs> yeah. it's it's so weird. It actually <laughs> becomes the thing that you're, yeah. that you're being, <laughs> trying to fight against. <laughs> so hilarious. That's such oh. a good gym though. Like everybody down there is like, it's just a, a giant good, good vibe, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre place. We were talking, uh, I was talking to a guy that wants to bring his family there. He's like, you know, he's worried about, you know, going in and get his ass kicked. And I'm like, man, people aren't going to kick you. Like people aren't going to out to hurt you. Like, like there's cops there. There's felons there. There's liberal libertarians there. There's Democrats there. There's everybody there. And you, put your bag down, you leave your ego at the side and you get on the mat and everybody's friends and everybody looking out for everybody. God, it's such a beautiful place, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely become church for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is for me too. I, you know, sprained my knee four weeks uh, ago now and it's killing me to be off. It's just killing me. I tried to roll with my daughter today and she wouldn't let me. <laughs> She's, <laughs> She's like, 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 no, no. Her dad. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the hardest thing for me, like up until recently, was uh, like I get anxiety, like being around a lot of people. Oh. So when I went, came back from uh, the Navy and I started going to school, like there's just, you're on campus, you're surrounded mm. by people. And that would freak me out. Like I didn't know how to handle it uh-huh. for in a certain time, in a certain way. Yeah. And then even thinking about going to practice, I was like, man, there's so many people there. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. So I there there was nights I didn't go because of that. Really? Yeah. It, it got super. And then like having a roommate kind of helps because mm-hmm. you know when you're alone and you just let those thoughts like fester. Oh, yeah. oh boy, it gets dark quick. You are know? you an so, introvert or are you shy, just shy? I think I'm just shy. I used to say I was an introvert, but like mm-hmm. once I get comfortable and I get to talking, like I can go out and talk to anybody and just have a really good time. Okay. You put the microphone in my face, I get a little weird at first, and then like you start yeah. to kind of so, unwind. So and... do so when you hang out with people, mm-hmm. does it give you energy or does it suck energy? Oh, I love it. Like I get really upbeat, okay, and that's so. how I knew I was like, okay, maybe I am a little bit of an extrovert. Because... I think you are on the line of extrovert, but you're just shy. Yeah, I'm which are two different shy. things. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird, like. And then, the, but the more and more I'm going down, and the more and more I'm being around people and going to campus and just going out in general, it's just like, okay, I feel better now. Like I'm not so like worked up. But then there's people that I hang out with that I get to rambling, and I'm like, after I leave, I was like, oh, dude. I look like such an idiot. No, like, that's man. the great thing about people. You get them going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, you still get that little, that voice uh, in the back of your head like, bro, what were you doing? You know? Oh, interesting. Like, I don't get that yeah. anymore. No? I'm the I'm the one, I'm the one that people instigate, and then, I, then I'm the one that gets my, <laughs> fucking put my foot in my mouth, right? Because I'll just get going and going and going yeah. and say what the fuck ever I want, and then next time I'm like, oh, yeah, might have offended that person. Yeah, fuck it. Right? Ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't care about that shit anymore. You guys never had that? Oh, every day. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Every like, day? Are you, every day you're every like... fucking day, yeah. I crack some stupid joke like on a, in an ambulance. And I'm just like, oh, man, I should, probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because it was a dumb joke or because it might have offended somebody? Yeah. Like some Both? Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I can't... Like I even know that it's... Like it maybe is inappropriate, but the timing of the joke is so perfect. Oh, I'm like, fuck. I can't... I can't let that softball just go. I got to hit that thing, man. Like, are you kidding me? It's dangling there. My favorite ones are your mom jokes. Like, I'm like, your mom. 
Like, yeah. And then somebody goes, my mom's dead. And then I'm like, that sucks for you. Oh, uh, my you gosh. Know, like, you can't play that card. Yeah. In the world don't. of jokes. No. And you, and you play the card of like, well, my mom's dead. If you're joking with me, I'm like, okay. I'm going to drive but, it home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sucks for you that your mom's dead. Right? Because you can't like. Yeah. When you're, when you're hanging out with bros and they throw that one at you, you're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Right? Like. Well, the, what was joke? Well, the the hard part was the other day for one of those awkward moments is I saw Colton as we were leaving uh, morning practice, mm-hmm. and he was uh, coming by the stadium on the back of the truck, and I looked down my window. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Colton!" And I could see him wave. Well, I, you know how you point at somebody when you see him? Yeah, like hey. The problem was when you're behind when they're behind you, you're not really pointing at them. You're pointing up. So I was like pointing up to the sky. And instead of opening my hand as a wave, like a backward just wave, like, hey, I was one. just pointing. I was like, man, really hope he didn't think I flipped him off. And then for like 20 minutes afterwards, <laughs> I was really just like sitting there like, oh, does Colton hate me now? Like, what's Oh, that? my God. Oh, it is bad. Yeah. It gets wow. Just, I'm just going to straight flip off Colton next time I see him. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. did you hear Ben flipped? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> that's why I love having like one or two beers. And then, like, <laughs> I'm just like, and that's, that gets really bad because then like things come out. And it's just like, oh, that's a little too much truth, but it's there. It's I don't care. Oh, like, okay. You're definitely next fights that I host. You're drinking. Oh, I yeah. need you to get. I need to see oh, what yeah. loose Ben looks like. Oh well, yeah. You, you're hosting tomorrow, right? Yeah, you can, I mean, we're gonna get on if people want to come yeah. over and watch Kalen. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'll be sitting there. I'm, I'm not working, that great of a card. Yeah, as far as it's on ESPN Plus, so he's gonna like. Kalen's such a weird dude, right? Like he's such an axe murderer, and this looks like a normal dude. Oh my god! And talking to him on the phone like is even weirder. Really? Oh yeah, because it's like a normal like. I'm gonna sneeze. <coughs> Auto <Is> edit. It? <laughs> <laughs> um, not COVID. Um, is that like he just has a normal like, and I don't mean soft and bad way, but like just a softer voice, like just really interesting. Um, talking to him, super sweet guy. You know, I've had a few interactions with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've watched a few of his fights and every one of like, he goes in, I'm like, oh, dude, he's going to get his ass kicked on this one. And he goes in and just is a phenomenal martial artist. And he just like, phenomenal. Oh, nope. Never mind. He's got this. Yep. This is going to be, this is a huge step up. I hope he, I think as long as he performs well. Oh, I think he's got, he's got a good chance of being this guy. I think he's, um, I mean, he's a legit black belt. Yeah. I mean, Great wrestling. Is he from Lawrence, or did he train here? Like he tra- I trains here. I think yeah. he's. Fr- I think he is. He's from. Yeah, I think he went to school in Lawrence. Yeah, yeah he's from the area. Wow, so, yeah. I don't know who he is. So yeah, he's a fighting UFC fighting tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Shout out yep. to you, man. Best yeah, of luck, Kalen. Man, I'm gonna have to. Hopefully, when he gets back, I'll have him on too. Then I gotta have your buddy on. Like I don't know that dude, Zach. Yeah, so. you gotta get Zach on. He's just like without without jerking off Zach too much, like. You got, everybody always says oh, he's one of the nicest guys you've ever met. Mm-hmm. Oh. Zach is legit one of the nicest people I've ever met, and also one of the most dangerous people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like he, like he is a, he's a crazy and interesting dude, man. Fuchsia, yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that dude? Yeah, super, yeah. He actually kicked me in the head once. Yeah, yeah. how'd that feel? Well, I caught the toes because I think he pulled back. You okay. know, he was he was pretty gentle about it, but you know, felt like a kick to the head. Okay, he did a, I had one of those big four inch pads mm-hmm. on my femur mm-hmm. and he did like a legit full on like tie kick coming down and mm. like through the pad and I couldn't walk for a few days. 
Like, oh, oh yeah. Terror. He Bobby Volker. Did you see that Bobby Volker fight? I didn't. No. He kicked that guy in the head like five times, and I'm like, that guy's a fucking robot. There's no yeah. way you survive that if you're not a robot. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So is he fighting now? Like he's still fighting for Bellator, or is he? No, he's not fighting for Bellator, but I think he's got other contracts, okay. or he's looking at other things. I, okay. I don't know. But Man. just his story of, you know, growing up and where he's trained and where he's learned. Like he's been all over the world to learn how to fight. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I just happened to um, need some work on the house, and Kalen. I knew Kalen, and he had talked about something. So I called him, done an estimate, and then I called him back and told him. I said, "So what's what's going on?" And he was real quiet about it. He was like, uh, and I followed him on on Instagram too. Um, he was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I signed with this company, Rose Namaganas's um, management." Head out to Vegas in a few weeks or in wow. a week or something like that. And then I thought, I think I said this the other night to you, is that I thought he was going to be on the Contender Series because that would just started and right. things like that. And then I saw the post that his manager or somebody, I think it's his manager, put out and said, we just came out to Vegas because we know things happened last minute. We're just going to do some training. We're just going to be out here, you know, figuring stuff out. You know, we're healthy. And next thing you know, he gets a four fight contract. Right you told right me time. about it. Right place, right time. That's how yeah. you do it. It's fucking crazy, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta bounce. You gotta bounce. I got a meeting. I gotta go to. All so. right. So, Sorry. be um, make sure you're equitable in that meeting. I will do my best and um, be kind to others. I don't. Know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to come back on and. We're going to have to talk more about psychedelics. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to talk about them. I know. We didn't even get into like, <laughs> Not as much. I think we may have to do psychedelics together. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Ben be our, our, uh, our, guide. our babysitter. Yeah. I got you guys. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right, man. I'll catch up with you guys soon. All right, cool. All a couple right. more weeks and I'm back in the gym and then, dude, I'm, we're all in. Well, I'm already all in. I know. I got to catch up. You got some yeah. catching up to do. Yeah, I've got some new sick moves. It's true. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying some shit. All right, all right see you, bro. Right, see Later. All good. Yeah. All good. Hmm. Oh well. Do that. We've been going for an hour. Text. Uh, Are you feeling feeling relaxed? Yeah, now? a little bit better. You know, bit. you know, and like so. Whenever you actually sit down and you have a microphone in your face, it changes the whole game. You it know, does. It's, it's not just time, like yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're just sitting back having you know like coking and joking kind of thing. It's uh, it's like wow, now you're on the spot. Yeah, and Joe, um, I, he was holding back. Was he? Yeah, I could <laughs> tell he was holding back so you could have, like, there was something, like, he was just holding back a little bit about talking, because mm -hmm. he could just go, I mean. He oh, yeah. Yeah, so. It would be cool, like, like how they had the, the fight nights. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they call that, the, oh, on what Rogan's a, podcast, yeah. they have, oh, man. If you we could do like, that in here. I thought about putting a TV up. We could do it on oh, the table. That could be kind of fun. Man. Yeah. Everybody gets a little tipsy, except for me. And 
Yeah. Well, you can do psychedelics. I you can know? do psychedelics, see what happens. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. uh. Yeah, we could do it in here for e- easy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mean, the inter- I mean, we have internet. I mean, I just have to hook it up to the, just bring whatever device and yeah. TV. Yeah. I need to lug easy. my TV in here. Yeah. Does yeah. it have a, is it a smart TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think so. If I I'm going to say it is. I you just download know. the ESPN Plus app. And yeah. You can do, do that. It or whatever. Yeah. Which is my account. Yeah, like that'd it. be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I've, I was gonna have some people on the podcast, and I hooked up the microphones to the table, and it worked that way. So mm-hmm. I just thought people were more comfortable like this today. Oh no, these are super comfy. Those those metal chairs are a little weird. Yeah, yeah, they don't look near as comfortable as this. No, this is pretty chill. Kind of like you know, makes you a little bit more relaxed too yeah, when you're getting right? into the zone. Yeah. What was your nerves about talking on the microphone? So it's always been one of my things. I love the idea of having a podcast because mm-hmm. I do like talking, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to get into that flow. Like, because like with anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, man, now it's there. Like, it, what's the worst that could happen? You, so I don't really know. Sound like, like you're an rambling. Idiot, right? Yeah, you're just rambling. They're right. like, what is he talking about right now? Right, exactly. That's it. Yeah. And then it doesn't get published or auto. That's true. Edits out for this, for us, anyways. Mm-hmm. Or it just gets left that way. It's not a big deal. That's fair. That's I mean, fair. So before I started the podcast, I was like, fuck. I would sit there and I'd worry about, like, how are we going to do this? Who am I going to have on? Blah, blah, blah. My wife was just like, just fucking start it. Just go for it. And she was the first guest. So yeah. we just chatted the, for the first time. And then just got it going. Now it's just like trying to figure out, find people to do it. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. ask people randomly. Like, I've asked, like, people on Instagram. They've said no or not responded. Mm-hmm. I got one guy I really want to come on, um, him and his girlfriend. I follow them, and he's a um, two-chime um, Highland Games champion. He lives oh, in wow. St. Louis. And uh, he's he's one of those dudes that will respond to you on Instagram, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. So I've been trying to get him, like, hey, come through, or I'll come to St. Louis, and I'll have you on. So we'll see. He's into psychedelics and shit. So I, I always wondered how that worked. So if you have a guest out, are you paying for hotels? Or are you like, I don't or, know. Hmm, all right. Cause like Rogan has like four guys a day sometimes. Well, he's like a millionaire though. Yeah, it's like, I'm so, sure he pays for it all. I was going to say, they have to, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he, yeah. You business. kick him out and it's like, do you go to dinner with him? Like, what do you, you just like, well, right, since, have a good like one. if they probably come in, like this friends that probably come in from out of town, probably pays for the flights to their hotel and, mm-hmm. Dinner and what I mean, yeah, okay, because I'm sitting there watching them and I'm like, man, there's got to be some kind of yeah, I'm sure feedback there, you know, yeah, like, hmm, yeah, it'd be interesting when he goes to Austin, yeah. Well, he's I heard on one of them, he's keeping the studio in LA and then mm-hmm. went on, so it'll be interesting. I'm like, yeah, how and, often he flies out to LA to do the podcast, yeah, I, I feel like Austin has enough, like, of a draw too. You know, oh with, yeah, with, those friends will come see him. Oh yeah, but you know, we uh, Taylor and I were actually talking about this. What's crazy is that how everything has changed. Because apparently, when like 2008, when Taylor was down there, everybody started moving in, mm-hmm. and it started changing what Austin was. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, I think it was changed to where Sixth Street used to be like a block party after all the bars closed. Mm-hmm. But in 2015, they changed it to where as soon as you walk out the bars, there's cops and they're shooing you home. They're like, "All right, time yeah. to go bed. Like, get out of here. You can't hang uh, around." Oh, interesting. Yeah, because 
we went back in, I don't know, it was like 16 or something like that before mm-hmm. I left for Guam. Mm-hmm. We had some buddies, and we all drove down. And I was thinking in my head, like, okay, it's going to be a long night. I remember this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we walked out of the bars, they were like, hey, you got to go. And instantly shooing us away. But it felt like when I was in San Antonio, we went up. I was like, man, it felt like we were there until 5 in the morning. And wow. it was just, yeah. But somebody had said that they had changed it. Yeah, my uh-huh. buddy, my, my good friend Drew... Um, shout out to Drew. He lives in Austin. He moved there in 11, no, 10, no, 11. And he was telling me that like what Austin is, is that second wave of Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. So there's cities like that that are the second wave of that. So they move out of California. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. Move to Austin. Prices go up. So now there's going to be a third wave Mm. of Silicon Valley and Kansas city could be potentially one of those really places. Yeah. Cause it's cheap, yeah. cheaper to live for sure. And so businesses are going to start coming out. Well, until COVID happened, but we'll, well and that's why they were saying that so many of the renters and everybody was leaving like Silicon Valley, San mm-hmm. Francisco, because when they said, Hey, you can work remote. And they, yeah. they're like, Hey, can we like, do you need us here? And there was uh, one person in particular in the story had moved to, I think they were in Houston. They're like, do I have to come back? Like, I mean, I, I looked at going up there after I was leaving the Navy, and right across the bay was still $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. That's crazy. And I was like, what do these people do? Like, Well, and I haven't been there, and I don't know enough anymore what it's like, but it, I heard people are exiting California like crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Like, Taxes, um, rent's too expensive. So eventually the rent has to go back down. People are going to swarm back in and go, I mean, yeah, cause it's too much. It's too beautiful of a state not to. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it'll ever be like, nobody's over there. This is right. You know, that's true. But Oregon, I mean, I don't know if you've been oh, yeah. there Fuck, along yeah. the coast, but they have like, that would be perfect. You know, I don't know. For me, it'd be perfect because everybody, that, we went to a little town in, um, I think it was like uh new village or something like that it was it was probably two hours outside of portland and you pull in there and it was just a quilt you know, like a little quaint town you know they had yeah. like one pub and they had two dispensaries in the same town and everybody was super friendly it wasn't stressful it wasn't chaotic mm-hmm. or anything like that but there was houses all the way up and down the beach and just normal day though i know i always wonder like what people what do people do yeah, you know what I mean? Like, idea. what do people do for a living? <laughs> and those type of like little, I'm so used to living in Lawrence where the, we're driven by the school, mm-hmm. right? Like, if the university wasn't here, the town would be completely different. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So what would what would what do we do? Like, what do people do? I guess some therapists in small little towns too. I guess. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm always fascinated by that. What people do for a living? Yeah, I know a lot of those towns. They're like, I mean, there are a lot of fishermen. Yeah, live true. off that sea and they got to make some kind of income but i don't know like i know we have people in stewartsville that commute to kansas city and that's is that where you're from stewartsville, stewartsville yeah and certain parts are probably you know an hour but other parts of kansas city probably take you an hour and a half wow so i think it's about just shy of two hours for me to leave lawrence and get to stewartsville oh wow okay yeah so i mean if you live in or or if you're working in overland park about an hour and 45 minutes God, commute. I would fucking never do that, man. I can't yeah, do it. That's terrible. So what a, what, that's the crazy thing about New York City too. People like can't afford to live in New York City but work 
there, yeah. travel two hours, sometimes three hours just to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Not, yeah. not a chance. Um, I think the one thing that they have going for them is the railway or the subway. Yeah. You I'm know, sure. You just jump on a train and, and go, but and go. I dated a girl that was from the Bronx and like, they were talking about their rent. Oh, and it was, I mean, but there was four of them and yeah, a, a small little, you know, I mean, it was a nice little apartment, but not four grand worth, you know? Right. And it's like, yeesh. city living is so, I don't understand it. Like yeah. people love that you either love it or you hate it. I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely uh there's so many pros and you have to be that person that, like, okay, do the cons outweigh the pros or the pros outweigh the cons or how is this going to work? Because well, I loved it. But you lived it. But you live in San Diego, right? Which is what I was about to say. Like I could live in fucking San Diego, yeah, because it's beautiful, like mm-hmm. eighty degrees most oh, of yeah. the time, right? Oh, like yeah. eighty, eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Never Super gets nice. to like really a hundred or something, right? In El Cajon. So if you go to El Cajon, which is you know, like it's a part of it, so it'd, it'd be the difference between Kansas City and uh, Overland Park. Okay, you so know, so they're attached. So sometimes but, it gets to hundred degrees, but right. most of the time it's beautiful. Yeah, it's always beautiful for sure. It's like the number one city in the country or whatever. Yeah, I could fucking live there for a good a reason. City. Like, yeah, but okay. So here's the thing, though. Even after a certain amount of time, you live with so many people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, on the East Coast, you have those big cities, but. If you go an hour outside of it, you're in the country. Mm-hmm. If you go, you only can go east in San Diego. Right. If you go north, it's just like suburbs connect to bigger cities. To eventually hit LA, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you don't even, I don't think you clear a city until you're outside of Santa Barbara. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's just so congested. It's dense and yeah. congested. Okay. And the traffic is horrible. I mean, horrible. It's, it, There'd be times where if I was on call for the hospital, I had a little area that I like to hang out with, had a bookstore, had a coffee shop, and you can go surf, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. But if I left during the week, work week and I went up there, there was no way I was getting back down until probably 9 o'clock because the traffic was so bad. You were just inching little bit by little bit. And I was like, no. Fuck that. Yeah, it's terrible. Like... I don't know. I that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not fun. Like, Fuck. But then again, you're like, ah, you're in San Diego, so the weekends are totally worth it. But yeah, I don't know. I guess after five years, I was kind of burnt out on it. Like I was like, yeah, eh, I'm done. Like, yeah. it was a fun run, but. So when will, will you will you definitely sign back up, or is that one one hundred percent? I mean, as one hundred percent as you can be, right? Yeah, I think it, it's probably it's it's definitely dropped here recently oh like i was really focused on it really focused on it and then you start kind of branching out and you're talking to people that have your degree that you're going for mm-hmm. and you just realize there's so many more doors you oh, know interesting so i was always under the impression like okay i'm getting my econ i'm getting my gist and then i'm going to go back into government like some mm-hmm. sector i'm that's my mm-hmm. goal and then you talk to like business analysts and they're like well you can track the trend and see, you know, what areas of the market are going to be like could improve mm-hmm. over the next year or so. And like they can use you as a consultant or you can go into oh. it. So it's like, eh. so you're going to keep your, the doors opening to something else a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of like playing around. I don't honestly know because you know, those are usually, I'm sure people with masters are going with those 
degrees, and mm. I'm not getting a master's degree in econ. Like, there's no way. Well, oh. it sounds boring or what? The math. Oh, the, the, ma- amount the, math. Of, the amount of math you yeah. have to do is like that's not my strong suit. Right. Like, I get a sh- solid B is pushing it. You okay. know what I mean? So okay. I'm a C plus in math. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I wouldn't last okay. long. I don't think. Okay. But yeah. how many more years you got left? Two. Two. That's not bad. No, it's not too shabby. So you know, graduate with a from there and probably have your purple belt by then. That's the goal. I don't know. You sit there and you get murked by everybody, though. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, do I really want a purple belt? <laughs> you know. Wait, so do you Ugh. get murked if you're a purple belt or you get murked if you're a blue belt? I'm a blue belt getting murked. Right. You know what I mean? Just getting handled by people. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man. But isn't that the way you're – isn't it until, like, really you're, like, a higher-level purple belt that you'd start to I, – I, I heard something the other day where it's like, basically a purple belt's a black belt, but a black belt just has more experience. Yeah, I would. I would think something so. like this. I can't remember if that how that was phrased, but yeah, because like on your like the way I had once read it, it was your white belt focus on defense, mm-hmm. your blue belt focus on offense, and then when you get your purple belt, that's when you're blending them, and then okay. after that, you're just chiseling away, and then that's when you hit your black belt. Like when you can combine both, then you're doing great. Like, yeah, because you can't look at, and that's the one thing that. I feel like different academies have different standards Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel like I was ready for blue. And when I actually got down there, I told, I asked Trevor and Matt and Heidi, I was like, Hey, you guys want this back? Like, I don't think I'm there, but. Oh, you came in with a blue belt? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I had a year at Carl's Gracie and they promoted me just because I was hanging with the blue belts. Okay. And it was just, purely because I could, you know, keep up with strength. Right. And it's just a lot of grind out there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's a lot of, I'm not, you know, dissing on Guam. It was, um, I mean, they're really technical too. But yeah. if you could survive with blue belts, you were going to get your blue. Okay. So there's actually a guy I know, he just got um, his purple. Okay. He got his purple in, it's probably three years. And that, like, I'm not saying, you know, like that just to me is like, Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You're getting purple in three. Good on you. But, but there's some people that are phen- phenoms, oh yeah. right? Oh, yeah. There's people that just blow through it. So I just, I don't know. To me, I, I just would, was mind blown. But you're a pretty humble guy, though, right? Yeah, I like to think so. But So I would, I would assume that like you, you probably don't feel like you've, you earn much. Yeah. No, I don't. You're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I just like whenever you... Especially in the gym, because you know nobody keeps track of who they're, you know, subbing or anything like that. Because it's kind of silly to do that. But yeah, there's uh there's always those moments to where I've never seen the sense in trying to finish a sub in class. You know what I mean? Like especially if it's going to put somebody in in danger. So finish it to what do you mean? Like if somebody's fighting, mm-hmm. like when you had the Kimura on me, mm-hmm. right? Like I knew that I was like I was waiting for the bell to go. You know, I was just waiting for the mm-hmm. buzzer, but if you broke that grip, I was going to tap. There are other people though, that won't like, even if you have the break, they're going to like, they won't tap. They're going to fight it. Yeah. That more. Okay. And I'll just let go of the, the Kimura. I'm like, dude, uh, I don't you, care. Like, Oh, uh, you'll let go of the submission before, yeah. before they even tap. Yeah. Okay. And then there's some people that are really stubborn about tapping or there's really people that just really want the sub. And if you ever put me in a position, I'll, I'll tap instantly. Like, maybe with Matt, like, 
my pride's like, no, 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 a little bit longer, just hold off, you know. But once he rolls over with the guillotine and he's oh, on the mat, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I'm done, no, no, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I've never seen the sense in like going for gold in practice or even competing. That's why I don't compete. Like I just don't oh, have yeah. that. Like, do you know Derek Ripley over mm-hmm. in uh, St. Joe? Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked him once because you meet some guys like Andrew. When you see him compete, he looks straight through his opponent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. Like, who's in front? Carl, same idea, just that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I don't have that. Like, if even if in like if I'm getting punched, like, during a sparring class, like, I can, I'll go back, obviously. But if you see somebody's down or, like, like getting overwhelmed, like, don't keep going. You know, just, all right, that was good. You know, we mm-hmm. had a good round or something yeah. like that. But I asked him, I was like, is that? Should I compete if I don't have that killer instinct? You know what I mean? He's like, well, you just might be, like, really relaxed. You might not care. And I genuinely do not care. You know what I mean? Like, I guess there's a lot of pros and cons when it comes to competition. Um, just because, like, even if, if you got in a real altercation, you already have that mindset, that drive, drive, drive. Yeah. But I've just never been that kind of guy that's like, all Interesting. right, I want to compete. Did you play sports? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were you that competitive in sports? Yeah, it was just, like, with football, my whole purpose was I'm going to hit you as hard as I can, and I'm going to play a really rough game. Mm-hmm. But if we lost, I was like, meh, and just kind of walk off. And then, like, after the game, like, I didn't care. Like, it's Interesting. Just, it is okay. what it is. You're, yeah. great. You're a great partner to have because you, you I think probably Thank because you. of that um, piece of uh, – of not caring. I'll just use it as not caring or whatever – in that sense, because somebody like me who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, I get a little taste of like how to how to pull something off mm-hmm. or try to, anyways. Now you're doing really you good. Know? Yeah, like especially from the first week we've rolled together oh, till shit. now, man. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've been stretching differently too. Stretching, yeah. yeah. Thanks to Andrew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be forced. That, stretching that <laughs> yeah. fucking arm out. <laughs> told jujitsu is forced yoga. God, it's fuck, man. Yeah. It. I am. I am constantly sore. All oh, the yeah. time. Not. Oh, yeah. I'm like, is this is this the way it's going to be the rest of my life? So I feel like they're, not to be rude. Just check. Oh, you're phone. fine. Um, but I feel like there's, so you probably got it with your lifting. Like you just get that high, mm-hmm. right? And same with running or anything like that. But I feel like you finish up a practice and you go home and you wake up the next day and you're sore. And then you're chasing that because it's almost like its own high. You know, you're like, oh, like. I'm sore. Like I'm going back to get more of that. You know, oh, kind of yeah. Go, fuck yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So it's to me like yesterday I had a meeting at noon with my kid and, and for his ACT. Like uh, he's getting like tutoring for ACT. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pissed that I had to go to the meeting because I had to limit my roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and even Matt was like, no, you're not. You got one more. I even like, I was like, all right, fuck, I'll do that one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I would have done, if I didn't have that meeting, I would have just kept going, kept going, going. going. The, I don't, it's interesting. Like there's this piece of me. Once I find that thing, I don't have a quit. Yeah. You're like, all I in. don't like, I'm not fast, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm I'll. That's not true. So like, I'll go, Oh, I'm done. And Matt will go, no, you're not. I'm like, okay, I'm not done. Like I have to have like that kind of like somebody calling me out, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's like, oh, I'm gonna run a marathon. Okay, I'm gonna run a marathon. Like you set that goal, thing. you're yep. doing it. Yep. 
Yeah. The weird thing about this goal, which I've always had, is it's years away. Mm-hmm. Years, like 10 to 15 years away. Oh, yeah. 10. Yeah. Because the way you go, you're very consistent. And it's not like you don't try the move. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody has their comfort. You know, their, this is my humble spot. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is my zone. But you have that, but then you're willing to go for what we just learned in class. Yeah. It's like you've already you've already accepted like I'm gonna accept failure and then implement whatever I can. Yeah, I love my game. I, my favorite thing to do is fail. See, that's yeah. Because that's I mean, I've had that drive since. Oh man, there was a shift in my life years ago where I was like, I'm just gonna keep trying the sh- different things. If mm-hmm. I fuck it up, I fuck it up. What happened was when you have kids, you know, and a family, you get a little more nervous on taking risks about failing. So like work stuff, like I'm going to try this or I'm going to quit this job because I don't know because I hate it, but I don't know what I'm going to do. Right? right. So there's risk involved and other people's lives are involved mm-hmm. in that. But eventually you just gotta say, fuck it. You just, right? just got to go for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, <laughs> my son goes, you're wearing, you're wearing those shorts to work. <laughs> and I was like, I said, I'm living my best life. I'm, fuck. <laughs> I'm still helping am. people and yeah. I'm wearing fun shorts. <laughs> like, Where, did, but you didn't, you bring it up with your, uh, when the wife will say something like, are you going to wear that shirt? Oh yeah. She <laughs> said, she, so today she did that same thing. Really? So I was wearing, so she's like, I was like, I'm going to wear my new shorts tomorrow. She's like, those are a bit casual. I'm like, I'm still wearing them. So I pushed back. She's like, can I pick out your shirt? I said, of course. And so she picks out the shirt. And then I put on my red van high tops and I have them on and she goes, she comes out, she goes, I put on the black checkers if I were you. Damn it. <laughs> All right. I'm going <laughs> to so hold I you did. right there. Yeah. So, I did. <laughs> so she knew I wasn't going to budge on the shorts. She's like, mm, you probably shouldn't wear those. I'm like, who's, I'm the, I'm the boss. Yeah. If the boss wants to wear fun shorts to work. You're good. I'm good. And no, as long as your your people are good, you know. Yeah, they don't care. Exactly. See, they they just want the help. Yeah, they just want to. They talk. just want to be validated, talked, figure out the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Like they're probably gonna be like, I wore fun shorts to work <laughs> today. That was my therapist. Well, it probably helps them out too. Like, I know if I'm going in, and I see somebody in a suit or like mm-hmm. business casual. I guess it, it's kind of still like, you know, a little well, it's awkward. So fucking like, stuffy. Yeah. This day and age, right? Like. Yeah. I used to wear a suit every day to work. Yeah, that's every day. Yeah, that's exhausting. I feel like it was. I loved it, but it was exhausting because I graduated my master's degree, and I said, "I'm going to wear a suit every day to work." Well, then I got a job that I couldn't do that. Just was it was more like in the community and just like mm-hmm. helping people and like going to people's houses. So it was just really you wouldn't be able. To, and then I got a director position, and the director position, you know, I was like, "I'm going to wear a suit every day because I'm a director." Yeah, and I did. And then I didn't like that job. I quit mm. that job. That job sucked. Man. How long were you at the job? Uh, that was a just about a year. High okay. profile ish job. So you gave it a good run. I did. Yeah. I did. And it's politics. Lots of politics. Yeah. My name was in the paper. People oh. Did, yeah. It was, a, it was a thing. Oh wow. Then I went to another job mm. in the Grand Old Johnson County. Mm-hmm. Talk about fucking politics there. Really? Oh my God! It's so weird. That in much community with, mental health, it's such a weird thing. Like, 
trying to help people. Trying to help and, people, right? And you're, hmm. Yeah, it's really strange. People like, they just they just want to be dicks. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're not happy where they're at or something. So yeah. Oh, it's all. Yeah, I didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really. I was really bummed because I liked the job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there was some conflict and whatever, you know. But I'm like, that's their shit, man. Not mine. Yeah. I did my best job. I tried to change lives, save lives. If you don't like that, then that's okay. Did you always know that this is kind of what you wanted to do, or was this something you stumbled into? Which which part? Helping like people? knowing that you wanted to help people. So that's a great question. Um, so I always liked helping people. I was always a problem sol- good problem solver, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'd see a goal. I could figure out how to achieve that. Okay. And then um, got addicted to drugs and alcohol. And then sobered up and I wanted, I need to finish my undergrad. So I did that and I always knew I wanted to help people, but I just didn't know. I didn't want to go into drug and alcohol business, right? Like being a counselor that way. And so then eventually my my mom's a social worker and my wife's a social worker slash she, 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 she would say, I'm not a social worker. She's a clinical therapist mm-hmm. um, that has a social work, social welfare degree uh, master. So I eventually got my masters in social work social okay. welfare and then I became a clinical therapist so I like helping people I always wanted to own a private practice mm. but then my I, I was always a really good leader mm-hmm. or was told I was a really good leader so I always end up leadership positions right and could, I managed rest I mean you know I do all these things right and but so it got me away from like the talk in with people and helping people so eventually when all the, the drama happened at my last job I was talking to my wife one morning working, I was like, I think I want to get back into clinical work. But can I go into business? Because she had already started this business. I said, can I come in and work with you? She's like, yeah. She wow. never, in her blew her mind. She was like, I never thought of us like actually doing this thing together. I was yeah. like, I didn't until this dra- all this drama happened and I just want to get back to it. It's like, I, I looked at it like, you know how like, if you think about jujitsu or sport or this thing, I like just getting back to the basics, mm-hmm. right? I just want to get back to the basics, just yeah. the foundation of why I got into it, which was helping people want to get out of the drama of leadership, you know, having to, yeah. you know, be a boss, mm-hmm. right? Have people yeah. fucking stab you in the back. Like just fuck that. Right. Yeah, it's too much. And, um, and I'm an easy target, easy target when it comes to, um, that field, right? Because mm-hmm. I look the way I look. I'm pretty outspoken. So if I say something that people don't agree with, it can, it, I mean, easily that can be the escape, the scapegoat. Yeah. Easy. So weird that you would have that in a, you know, what you're in your field. I know. You know right? what I mean? So, like to be easily judged or you know looked at like that, it's kind of like well, it's like they, it's against. it's like this. You're you're the cool guy mm-hmm. until you're not, right? You're like, right. look at look who we hired. We we don't mind if he has tattoos and shaved head and and beard and all of that stuff. Look, we're 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 cool. Yeah, we're part of this thing. Like we you know we don't have policies anymore that uh, that allow accepting everybody. Yeah. And then they hire me to um, make changes, right? They want changes until those changes aren't the ones that they want. Yeah. And then they go, oh, we're going to have a meeting with HR because um, this you said this thing. Yeah. Huh. Which was 
The only thing I said was everybody gets a raise. Yeah, I remember us talking That's about you know, like, this. And yeah, they, and, they, and like somebody felt that they were they deserved more than the other, so yeah. they they complained. And they, oh yeah, I could go into off air. I could go into all kinds of. Sh- then it just snowballed, right? Oh, yeah. Then it just snowballed with like my um, my boss gaslighting me. You know what gaslighting means? Yeah, actually, my sister had to tell me what that meant. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a it was a I'd never been gaslighted before, and I was like. Man, I come home. I'm like, John. I think I'm crazy. Like, I feel crazy. Yeah. Like, that's what that's what it is. They they say things and then they go do other things, and you're like, did I not? And then you, then they say, oh no, I didn't say that. And you're like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. That's why my mom she uh, she gets everything in emails now. That's so yeah. interesting, right? Mm-hmm. That works if that person emails you back. It doesn't oh, work when you yeah. have a boss that doesn't email. Oh, wow. It was one of the strangest things, right? Mm-hmm. Never email, like, never put anything in email. I put everything. One time she's like, did you do this task? I can't believe I'm talking about this. Whatever. It, it happened, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, did you do this task? And it was like two months later. Oh. I never, she said, I never received this thing you did two months. I keep every email. I never delete an email. I was like, yep, searched it up. Oops, yep, there it is. She was like, oh, okay. Thank you. And then she realized she dropped the ball. So then it's like Ooh, a whole man. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. close the ball. Yeah, Woo. but it's like that constant, like, I always had to defend. Yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, so I'm glad being my own boss is good. Oh, yeah. That, well, yeah. I seem like, you know, super happy. I've never seen you in a bad mood, so, I mean, it's got to no, be working out for rare. you. it's yeah. very rare. Man, yeah, I hate I to see like, you in a bad mood. Especially if you came on the mat. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, I don't, I'm not much. I was telling my wife, like, it's been interesting. I've had an interesting few years, mm-hmm. right? Just um, tough jobs, right? Just stressful jobs. And seeing client, like, helping people is stressful. Yeah. But it was. It wasn't the work that was stressful. It was all the politics. So now I told her. I said, "I finally feel better." Good. I finally am like I feel good now. I feel like my, not my normal self because everybody grows and changes and stuff. But right. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's the hardest thing about being in the hospital is like there's so much drama. Oh and yeah. There's so much like ego. Oh, I know, like, right? I mean, I don't know anybody well, that would want to do this. Like, no, yeah. It's torture. And there's a lot of drama in hospitals. Yeah. Just a lot of people bring their stuff to work and yeah. Yeah. And well, and I work with so many like, I mean, great people, but yeah. there's some people that they just don't enjoy where they're at. Yeah. And you know, so it just brings them down. Yeah. And you just see like it's like, man, yeah. We should go do something else, you know? Like Yeah. That's crazy. How are we doing on time? I don't even know what time it is. Like uh I'll have to skidoodle. All right. So Ben, thank you very thanks much. Thanks for being on. I'll have you on again. Yeah, definitely. It'll be awesome now that you're a little more comfortable. A little bit more relaxed. So maybe we'll come in with a topic or something next time. Yeah, I, I would like that. Yeah. All right. I had a lot of jokes, but a lot of funny stories. But of fun. Yeah. Didn't we'll, Sam? No, right. no, it wasn't there yet. <laughs> there, we'll get to there. All right. Remember, um, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Later.